Action Park Media. I think very deeply. I think very deeply. I think very deeply. Welcome, Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. Kevin Connolly here in the live room. Kevin Dillon, Victory. It's a little somber victory. We were supposed to be uh, doing a podcast from Hawaii, uh, and that's not going to happen. COVID is apparently really, uh, really, really bad there. And And uh, Hawaii is hardcore. Yeah. And Mm. uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But hopefully we'll get better anyway. We're wearing our Chubby's shirts and uh, my nice leisure society glasses that they sent me for this Hawaii podcast and we're not doing it, but so you guys are wearing your Hawaiian shirts, even though there will be no Hawaiian podcast. So this is, this is uh, our Hawaiian podcast. Uh, I love Hawaiian shirts on any day. I wish I had some lays that would really Doug. What's happening. Yeah. What's happening. You got the glasses on, you yeah. got the wacky shirt, you got your Hollywood ways out. What's up with the new look? What's going on? I'm trying to be festive. Cause I, I was really excited about doing this. From the beach with you guys, you uh, know that would have been great. Are Four you are you going rally? more like? Is this your turn to like the Howard Stern look glasses? <laughs> Once that hair starts coming in, Doug's going to be start looking like Howard Stern with the glasses. On um, listen, Howard Stern is one of my idols, and uh, I don't want to look like him though. I mean, is that right. mean? Is nah, that, I mean no, no, I don't no, want to look like you him, look better. Thank you a little bit, a little you bit. Look better. But uh, you know, um, we got Hollywood ways starting, which is now a uh, Kevin Dillon. You own a piece too because you own a small piece, even though you haven't realized it yet. But it's been gifted to you I a do? small piece of action park media um All but right. it's a joint podcast now it's kevin co- connelly co- co-production kevin co-production. connelly's actually producing so and will speak. i have a piece of hollywood ways you have a piece of a bigger thing action well, park action media park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so like when kevin connelly buys his 50 million dollar home you're gonna get like free lunch somewhere nice. it'll be great so you know i'm gonna start wearing my action park hat now. you should i wish yeah. you would are you kidding uh, you could have a 50 of those would be walking around get done photographed yeah. in the apm hats i got a story yeah kevin i know you and i talked about it this morning i was getting a haircut oh and making guy, me feel bad yeah yeah you you'll see this Doug. one day you actually go into a place you'll need a haircut they when cut this your grows hair. in. exactly but i got nicked they nicked my ear the guy nicked yeah. me has that ever happened to you you ever been cut oh, with yeah. scissors yeah, yeah, a couple times. And the ear bleeds bad. I don't know if I don't have enough hair or never did. I've never or you had have big enough. ears. <laughs> I do have big ears, but I've never uh, had a barber be that lazy or I don't know what to I, say I, about I don't that. think lazy was the word. No, I mean, they're, they're kind of being fast sometimes. They're being too quick and maybe too much talk. Was he chatty? He's being chatty, but he felt really bad. And I don't also, want anyone talking when they're cutting my hair. I want to focus. Right. What I don't even understand. So you don't, make, you don't make small talk with this. No, I don't want to. I don't want to start the small talk and I don't want them talking to anyone else either. Interesting. Focus on the hair. Well, definitely not talking to who else would they be talking to? They're talking to the person next to him, cutting it. Oh, they can be I very chatty. Focus. While they have sharp scissors in their hand. And you yeah. and you send a clear message like, hey, let's cut my hair. Yeah, yeah be professional. When I'm acting, I'm not talking to someone else on the set. You know, it's sometimes true. you do. Sometimes. It's true. Well, anyway, <laughs> yes, the I guy nicked me. The guy nicked me pretty good. Do you have a bandage on your ear, though? I have a Band-Aid on because, my ear, oh, yeah. It, because, it makes you look uh, like a Vulcan. Yeah, no, because, because, do you know say, that? I, I look like an elf. Do you know that what was weird is we, we watched the episode, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, which is season three, episode 10. I want to be sedated. And Lots uh, to talk about in this oh episode. So we sat on the couch in the Action Park Media Studios, and uh, we watched the episode. And I, I honestly, I thought Connolly was deformed because I saw his ear, and I didn't realize there was a Band-Aid on it. So the Vulcan thing is what I saw. And I was like, and then you mentioned it. I was like, oh, my God, they disfigured you for life, which yeah, is I mean, it, he, he nicked me. 
and and then he banged me full price for the haircut. Oh my wow. god! No, like sorry or call me if you get an infection. Nothing. Did yeah. you get a, give him a good tip or not I, so much? I, he, well, the other thing about this guy is that he takes his own tip, but that's another story. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know what that means. Meaning that the first day I went in to meet this guy uh, and he cut my hair. <laughs> to meet I, this guy. Well, when the you first had a meeting. The, the first time he cut my hair, I gave a, <laughs> you have I put, that much hair. You I need put a, a tip on the credit card, <laughs> and then now when he takes my credit card, he automatically puts that same tip on there. Wow. Wow. Even after you almost cut your ear well, off. Well, now, and I, you know. Whatever. I think we'll everything about this guy points to sociopath. No, I mean, no, no. I, but I, I could call this guy and say, yo, dude, I'm coming in right now. And he's like, all right, come on in. So I have something else convenient. to say about and it. He has, right and he gives a good cut? And he gives a good cut. Well, why are you wearing a hat then? Because uh, my ear was bleeding and I, you know, I didn't go home to take a shower. So now you're even more of a redhead. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> my, my beard, bloody I literally hair. had blood dripping down my face. Uh, you know what? I, what I'm disappointed at is Raisa, who's been cutting our hair and the show's hair for 10 years. I know she cuts both your hairs. Nobody else has touched my head besides Dr. Zeering in a decade. And what, 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 Race, you just saw her. Why didn't she cut your hair the other day? What's going on? You know what? There was a lot going on at that live show back there at the Bray. She didn't touch my hair. You know, she, she, gave, she, you, Doug. she gave me some product. I thought you guys got, no, cuts. she didn't no, touch didn't my hair. Well, she anyway, what I can you. tell you about Raisa, she's a master. Cause she, you know, and Raisa, she's we love really good. She's a talker though, but she's I'd never clipped not, my ear. I don't not, she is not allowed to talk when she's working on my hair. You she's told her that. Hair. Yes, wow. I did. Yes, wow. I did. So Raisa focus on my head. All right. Well, everybody's hair looks good, even though you're all wearing hats, hats. like me now. I think I've started a trend. But I can't anyway. figure out if I like these sunglasses on Doug. There's something about it. I mean, all right, we'll see. I mean, they're beautiful sunglasses, but I don't know. I uh, like them. I don't want anyone uh, to I'm think I'm wearing them. I'm looking for my them. pair. I'll get you a pair. Leisure right, Society. Nice. The only reason like I'm wearing it. them, though, is because I'm depressed we're not doing the podcast tomorrow. I was looking forward to so covering up your tears. Your morning. <laughs> this is morning. Your morning. Yeah, which morning, by the way, we just do have to mention that uh, Michael K. Williams yeah, died, which is, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. you know, I, I know you guys were all there when we got to, he was, he's friends with Dom, obviously, because they did The Wire together. But uh, at the premiere, you know, Omar, we're talking about from The Wire Work Empire, Chalky. I mean, this guy is honestly, I swear to you, I'm not being ridiculous. I think he's one of the greatest actors I, I've seen. He Everything certainly he put together a pretty extraordinary body of work. But even sure. just like the first time I saw him as Omar on The Wire, which whoever has not watched The Wire, this really is top three or four best dramas ever made. Some people say best ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it may be, but I mean, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh my God, this guy is such a badass. Obviously, it's a character. But then at the premiere, and I don't know if Dom brought him or it was HBO, so he was there. He was such a sweet guy and um you know i really got it really upset me yesterday you know in a way because yeah. I, I don't know him i don't want to pretend that i'm friends with him but uh but some some of them just hit you differently yeah yeah so that that's a terrible loss and uh again it was it was drugs um mm-hmm. or we don't well you know yeah that's it, they say, it looks that way it looks that but, way but, but what i wanted to say because i had a bunch of assholes on instagram you know some comedians died from a fentanyl laced cocaine overdose and i had a bunch of assholes oh, yeah. on instagram at a party in venice and they like yeah they but i had a bunch of assholes on instagram basically well, that's bad news man I, we know people that but yeah. that's what a bunch the point of people is said on that instagram. they're not doing they don't realize that they're doing fentanyl these that's things, it these drugs are cut with fentanyl it's so it's a sneaky like, killer right when you buy you buy like some garbage bag of cocaine from some loser in a club they're chopping it up and they may not even know what they're doing but it's so chopped up that it's not like hey let's sit around and snort some fentanyl fentanyl ends up in these drugs that were not that they were ever safe but now painkillers Anybody that's doing the battle, they're selling the lots of counterfeit mm-hmm. painkillers right, too. Because, that are all and, fentanyl, and they're all whacked yeah. up with fentanyl, and and it's and it's a killer, and it's uh, but also going to have to be done. Just to say very simply, though, of course, 
I don't think anybody should be doing cocaine, but we know plenty of people do it. All I'm saying is there's a fentanyl kit. You can get it on Amazon. If you're oh, really, yeah. And if you're doing cocaine, which again, I'm saying you shouldn't. And I've done it one time in my life. But I you're saying so you like, can test it. You, you can, can test, test it. it. What and, a great and, idea. God forbid. And I just, you know, I, but I want to say to anyone who is like yelling on my Instagram, like, oh, they're doing drugs. They, they either deserved it or they knew what they were getting into. You know what? Don't be so fucking judgmental. <laughs> and you know, it, it, it's like, first of all, you know, we know drugs are dangerous. Honestly, I think alcohol is probably more dangerous than all of it, to be honest with you. But yeah, the bottom For line sure is the dumbest things I've ever done in my life have been alcohol based. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> but, but people are going through a lot of shit and especially now. And, and, you know, this guy, like I said, last thing I'm going to say about him, don't know him, but this is a great artist and whatever shit he was going through, you don't know what people are going through. So it yeah. sucks that he was doing drugs that I wish he wasn't, but let's, uh, let's just appreciate who he was and what he did. And, and that obviously he was not trying to end up dead and it's just a bad tragedy. Right. So. Some of them cut deeper than others. It's always sad when somebody loses a life, but this one, I think this one hits home yeah. for everybody. Cause you, you can't find uh, anybody to say anything other than what a great guy he was. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, rest yeah. in peace, Mike rest K. Williams. Peace. And we'll yeah. be back after the break. We're going to be back. Right. And we're going to talk season three, episode 10. And also talk about another great loss, which wasn't drugs, but Martin Landau, who was one of my favorite actors and people that I've ever worked with. He passed away. Um, uh, I don't. I can't even tell you anymore because time is moving so weirdly. I think it was mm -hmm. two or three years ago already. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I loved him, and uh, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Welcome back, Victory the Podcast, Season Three, Episode Ten. I want to be sedated. You know, lots the, to cover here. Lots, lots to, to cover. cover. Great Ramones, local, another New York. Great episode. Again, mm -hmm. we sit before we come in here and record, and we watch the episode. Yeah. And it's crazy to think, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But Kevin, yeah. at one point, pointed and said, this is the day that my daughter was born. That was the, yeah. Yeah, right? So we're going to get The night I got hung from the balcony, my daughter was born the night before. Right. That's pretty So that wild. was like, I didn't sleep at all, and then I'm getting hung from a balcony. It was pretty crazy. All right, but at the start of this episode, we see the life that is the life that is turtle. Yes. Turtle wakes and bakes. Wake and bake. Ba Speaking you, of drugs. Have you ever been a wake and baker? <laughs> Never. Doug? I mean, I wasn't even like a, a real weed guy till the pandemic happened. So now I am. And you really made up for lost time. <laughs> no, to me, by the way, Stock Tip Dave opens his eyes and takes a hit of weed. Fact. Wow. Every day. If I woke up and took a hit of weed, I'd be back asleep in five minutes. I, it literally yeah, would just I, knock I mean, me out. I don't yeah. know how people do it. I don't know how people do that or or why. And, and I was joking around a little bit. That that seems like depression issues. If you're waking up and getting uh, stoned. You'd be surprised, yeah. man. Maybe people on a Sunday, it. but like a work day. Ah, you whether that? it's anxiety, yeah. many, many, To do many, it every day is a little weird. Many people wake and bake to start their day. It hits everybody different. To me, it makes me tired. But I loved I loved the whole beginning of it and, and you know, sneaker culture and, and yes. turtles. <laughs> Wardrobe, got everything's a Yankee hat. Turtle's He's got, like, got 20 a, Yankee the male hats. version of like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He's got a closet to die for, sneakers, jerseys, all that kind of stuff. And I love when he comes down. You know, it's such a family scene, and then we see who the we kids pretend are. like we don't know it's yeah. a big day for yeah. him. And, but I like—I don't even know who says it, but they love that he dressed up. What's the big occasion? As if they <laughs> right. notice yeah. the difference, he in looks so dressed up. <laughs> but everybody did a little something for him. The drama right? gives him pop tarts with the crust cut off, just the way he. <laughs> likes it <laughs> i love that about Strawberry drama drama popcorn. knows everybody's favorite dish for breakfast lunch and dinner yeah he knows what to make just the way you the like dish. it e. just <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm interested in though and tell me what you guys think i'm now as i watch this 
I'm interested in seeing when Jerry really starts to make the transition because I don't know when it happens because he's still he's still season one turtle right now. Right. He's still yeah. so New York and right. so um, but Jerry and Turtle become more sophisticated as we go. And I don't know where that I think I think it starts next season. I think it starts. I think season four he comes in like nope. on his way. Yeah. But um he comes so in thin. It's a big it's a big day for Turtle because him and Saigon have their signing meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And drama and turtle are drama's going to go and drama and turtle are heading down to the heading down to the record label. Vince strangely is going to uh, book soup (laughs) to pick up a book. Now, Doug, from as from a writer standpoint, how does a storyline like that? Because he usually would always be like drama and turtle. Right. Uh, You know, E and Vince. Like, how did what? What would I make mean, you decide to split Vince off and go on his own journey like something? You are you are throwing me for a loop in this question because <laughs> honestly, when I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't know why he's right. doing that. I don't I think yeah. we're probably like he doesn't want to deal with Ari, so what right. do we do with him mm-hmm. the whole episode? And and Lindsay Sloan, who's in the scene, is a great actor. And I remember when we were we got her, we were lucky enough to get her. But I, I don't know why that scene is. I think what it was Well, it's a storyline. It's not even yeah. a scene, right? But I think where that came from, as I remember, we were talking, which we all I've had this with our girlfriends at some point. We talk about our celebrity crush lists and whether oh, yeah. you're oh, allowed to do that, which oh, okay. I mm-hmm. think now that I'm 53 years old, it's such a, like, I, I would never have that conversation with my girlfriend today. It's so <laughs> it seems almost so ancient to me. Is that something you guys have ever talked about with your girlfriend? Yeah, no, more of a joke than yeah. anything. I, I don't, you never think it's serious. And I don't think her husband probably took it very serious, <laughs> but she followed through with it. <laughs> I've heard people mention that. Uh, like over, you know, my friends on Long Island, this and that, and that's, but you can't have that in LA because in LA it could happen. Yeah. yeah. Right. If you, and my, it does in this situation. My point is if you live in Idaho and you want to make a list, yeah, maybe you make a list because it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. But in LA, you better be careful with that list. Yeah. Cause uh, like in this episode, it can for sure. You yeah. think you guys are on anyone's yeah. list out there? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I, probably not. I don't know. And what would you do? Dylan's Dylan? shaking his head. Like surely somewhere. I've out heard there. that I was on that list. <laughs> would you, I, I have to be honest. I've heard that as well. Yeah. So, we play this though. Vince is like, so that was used. the storyline. Yeah, that right. Was that the story was the story. Line. I think that's where it came Vince from. Vince is on a list, but okay. Vince feels yeah. used. Would you guys? Uh, would you feel used? Would you feel thrilled? Like, what would you feel like if? Well, a girl it's never been. If it's ever been proposed to me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not, I've never done it. I, I actually wouldn't feel good about it. Yeah, especially because after I don't the fact. think the dude was probably very it. serious about right. it when he said it, <laughs> and I feel like it's a cheat. That's it's just also a how cheat. you get killed. Yeah, it's also how you get killed, right? I mean, it's. Well, she also tells him after the fact. She doesn't even tell him before, and I just got in and no, because yeah. Vince is playing it. Adrian is playing it, which I'm assuming was what we told him. He feels very used and and kind of shamed, you know, a little bit. So right, and then Ari Ari is freezing out the guys. So E shows up at the office. They have a bad exchange, and long story short, he sticks me with Bob Ryan, who is a legendary producer based on Bob Evans. No, he is absolutely 100 million percent not based on Bob Evans. And I'll get into that. Bob Evans is a very famous producer who also recently passed away. We shot in. Oh, that's what it was. We We shot shot in Bob Evans house. His famous house. His very famous house. Mm -hmm. 
Bob Evans, everyone out there who's interested in the film business should, I suggest you get the books on tape first of Bob Evans, The Kid Stays in the Picture, and listen to it in your car. It's amazing. But then there's a great documentary of the same name that really gets into it. But what happened with Bob Evans and and Martin Landau. Let's talk talk about Martin Landau. Let's talk about Martin Landau. But I want to get back to this Bob Evans thing in a little bit. But let's go to Martin Landau first. Martin Landau, Academy Award winner Mm -hmm. for Ed Wood, nominated for... I don't even he's, know. Uh, he's got the triple crown. He's got a Tony, an Oscar, an Emmy, and a Globe. So that's four. Wow. He's got he a, a Tony. Yes, I think he got a you Tony for something. Oh, that's a quadruple yeah. crown. That's he was awesome. In, he was in Cleopatra. He's yeah. also. Yes, he was. He's also. I mean, the founder of the Actors Studio. Crazy. His best friends were like James Dean and Paul Newman, and I. He was literally best friends with Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah and I wrote crazy. this part for Martin Landau, and I got to go to dinner with him and. You want to talk about one of the most gracious, brilliant, giving, supportive human beings I've ever been around in my life. That was Martin Landau, who mm-hmm. never, ever missed a day of work, according to him. And wow. while we were shooting a later episode, which we'll talk about, he fell and he still showed up to work the next day. And I'm telling you, he hurt his foot. Hurt his, his leg, leg was purple. Wow. And wow. he is just the best. He and- is the actor of all actors. And, yeah. and you know, I was fortunate enough to, I, I had those car scenes where we're driving around LA. I was all over him between takes. Well, wow. you love film I love that stuff. stuff, but I wanted like the dirt, like who was, you know, friends. And he's talking about, you know, Monty Clift, Montgomery <laughs> Clift and Dean. Wow. And like, you know, he was telling a story about him and Brando, like walking down the street and they're like, walk, like literally would walk by, you know, walk by Dean. These guys were all, they were all friends and they were on the forefront of kind of the theatrical acting into realism. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That Brando was, yeah. for sure. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And right. Martin was really, he's right there with all of them. And I don't know that he, you know, he, he starred in Mission Impossible, the TV show. And right. he's wow. just, the fucking best, but crimes I, and misdemeanors as well, right? Crimes and misdemeanors. He was nominated for an Oscar, right. and um, you know he's also got similarities to my father, which is interesting. When my father was on set, they kind of look alike and talk alike. And my father came on set and tried to direct him, and it's the only time I ever saw Martin get a little. He was like, uh, I think <laughs> "Do your you father. realize that I started the actor's studio, <laughs> not need directions from your father?" Doug, the million dollar question. Is that something you might be interested in? Yes. Walk us through it like we're two years old. Where did that go? What if I was to tell you? (laughs) I know that no one on this podcast or listener wants to talk kissing a fool anymore. (laughs) At this point. But the fact of the matter is it came from this guy, Bob, who was friends with the producers, Rick Lashbrook, Andrew Form. He came to the set. Was he on the set every day? He was on the set enough that it left a massive impression on me because he did not stop saying things like this to me. I'm making this little independent movie that Connolly hates. And he's going, he's going, Doug, well, if I was to tell you with this Boston accent, I don't know if I sound anything like Boston, but if I was to Boston. tell you that this movie would make $100 million and get two Oscar nominations, is that something you would be interested in? And we used to make fun of this guy all day because he wasn't being funny. He kept saying things that, of course, you're fucking interested in. If like that what if happen, I were to tell you that I'm going to give you a lottery ticket worth $8 million, <laughs> is that something you might be interested in? Yes, bro. Absolutely. And this is like, when we were shooting that movie at four in the morning, we would just laugh our asses up because those are the stupid stupid scenarios we would come up with. If you were to win an Oscar, if you were to marry uh, Cindy Crawford, is that something you'd be interested in? And everything he said, of course, we'd be interested. Yes, yes, but he wasn't joking. So anyway, the idea that I was able to bring this back into this show. Were um, you looking for a catch line? 
No, I just had this thought about Martin Lando, and I said, you know what would be great if he just annoyed people by saying this thing, and he did it in such a way that you just you loved him because yeah. you know he wasn't being an asshole. And, and everyone was saying that for, oh, for God, a, yeah. a year after yes, that. People, yes. is that something you might be interested people still, in? People, people still say it. There's something. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. There's empathy for this character because you know he's accomplished, and maybe he's a victim of ageism, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. And right. that's yeah. why I want to say, let me just get this off because Bob Evans, who I knew as a person and loved, was not the basis for this. And Martin Landau in a movie, uh, God, with James Woods, I'm blanking on it. He plays Bob the Onion Evans. Field? Was it the one with Charlie Sheen or James Woods? If someone could tell me, the rookie or, or Hollywood something or other. Oh, I, uh, not Hollywood ways, uh, the Hollywood way with Michael J. Fox. I, that might have been it. So one of those movies, Martin Landau literally imitates Bob Evans. I mean, it's spot on and it's perfect. Mm. So this thing, he was not supposed to be Bob Evans at all because I looked at Bob Evans as a hugely successful guy who was still relevant. But what happened is Bob was renting his house out for set we shot at his house and I'm sitting with it's a Bob. legendary location. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's great. Brett Ratner lived there for years. I'm sitting there and, and we're doing the scenes and Bob David Schwimmer was on set that day and, and met Martin and met Bob and everyone was having a great time. And then a month later, HBO tells me that Bob is really uncomfortable that we're making fun of him. And on my life, we were not making fun of Bob Evans at all. It had nothing to do with him. It was a completely made well, up Well, because he was relevant. Robert Evans was relevant till the very end. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and a great story. So anyway, we had to change the front of the house because Bob was really upset and it was his house. We so actually we, shot in Bob Evans' house. We shot the legendary house. house. Real crazy outside. things happened in those rooms. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we, uh, we, we digitally changed the front of the house because he didn't want it to look like his house. But anyway, love Bob Evans, and it was not any way a knock on him at all. But was there legal action taken? Uh, there was, a uh, um, there was a threat of legal action and HBO said I had to change the front of the house. So. And that was the agreement. Just Fair change enough. the front of the house. That was the agreement. So really I, got nothing to do with Bob Evans. Yeah. So, um, and, and Martin Landau created the character based on what was written and, and, and delivered it absolutely phenomenally. And, uh, Bob Evans was, who was he married to? Uh, Allie, Allie McGraw. Allie McGraw. And they Steve had a kid, McQueen. Josh Steve Evans, who's a buddy of mine. Oh, I don't even, is that true? I yeah. don't even know. Yeah, he yeah. was in the doors. He was, he was like the manager of the doors. Yeah, but he was yeah, great. You know, yeah. Allie McGraw left Bob Evans for, for Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen top <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Victor, the podcast season three, episode 10. I want to be sedated. I was corrected at the break. He did not win a Tony, but he won an Emmy, Bob, a globe. I mean, and an Oscar. Still a cr Martin triple Lando. crown. Still a tri So it was the triple crown. So I was right. No quadruple he crown. He did not win a title, but let's talk about the drama and turtle storyline here because there's lots going on behind the scenes on this storyline. Okay. So they're looking for Saigon. He misses the meeting. They go to Saigon's house. Right. Yeah. Uh, first, first drama's pissed off because he's back in the neighborhood and he didn't bring his nunchucks and his <laughs> fry boots. <Right>. So <laughs> he's not happy about that. Show up at Saigon's house and you suspect that Saigon's mom is not being forthcoming. Correct. Yes. So they make the break around the side of the Sneak house. Sneak around the house and there was a there was an American bulldog this in the great. window that like attacks us and and growls us. I, that was the sweetest dog in the planet. I got to know the dog. On the set, I ended up getting two American Bulldogs because based of that, that dog, scene. based on that dog that I met. And I was like, <laughs> these dogs are amazing. And then I did some research. And uh, I ended Brady up, and Bell. Brady and Bell. Two so, beautiful American Bulldogs. So that day triggered Dylan to go get Brady and Bell, who I yes. know were big parts of the family. 
and exactly. Sorry I mean, to hear about lots that. since passed, since yeah. passed, which yeah. sucks. But lots yeah. of of personal stuff going on during this episode yeah. That's for you. So with the wild. Birth and, and I had to look up too because uh, you know my daughter was just born, so I had to look up and see if these dogs are going to be cool with kids, which they're right. legendarily great with kids. Protective. Yeah, super right. protective. Depress me now. Ava is now how old? Fifteen. So it's fifteen <laughs> she's years. Fifteen. Ago. And by the way, and Ava's, she's tall. And, and you know just, what? Ava's beautiful, dude. I saw she, a picture of her. Yeah. She's she's. It, it's crazy because she was so small and the whole thing is like, yeah it's wild it's wild so that's the first thing so dylan is motivated by that one shot it's just, yeah you only see it in the one shot and off dylan goes and he buys brady and bell based American on this Bulldogs. but i want to yeah. talk more about that scene since you're there some of the influences on that scene well you know, i was doing like a peter falk thing and i think you wrote it that way yeah. it was it was like a columbo you know i absolutely wrote it like that and told you i want you to play it like columbo Anyone because who, i don't think you were there on the set that day yeah but i so, but you did tell me uh yeah i was thinking about peter falk yeah and so. and, and i want to say two things peter falk david pamer plays the music executive who's just an amazing actor and he's in a movie which the original in-laws is in my top comedy movies ever made Mm -hmm. and david pamer is in that i think it's his first movie peter falk is in that with alan arkin everybody should see that movie and watch it like five times before you comment on it it's uh uh, andrew bergman wrote the script who uh wrote honeymoon in vegas and other things And, and it's it's one of the great comedy scripts and performances ever but anyway the well, m- well, when we're watching these episodes, we realize how long it's been. Because when this episode started, we were like, what happens? In this? Yeah. We, yeah. At this point, we have no idea what we're watching. <laughs> yeah. But when drama says to um, Mrs. Saigon, can I use the phone? And he takes the cordless. Doug immediately is like, why would he be on the cordless? Doesn't he have his own phone? Why isn't he using his own cell phone? You know? Yeah, and it's Dylan's weird, like, drama's lights. like, it's a local call. It's a local, <laughs> make it a local yeah, call. So I'm really trying to look at and see if she's called Saigon. So I'm do, doing a little uh, and there's FBI a call, work. There's a call that. to the Standard Hotel on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. So it's going to lead him there in the story direction. But I want to say another thing about that scene, which I never noticed that I remember until today. When I watched that scene, one of the most influential movies on Entourage was The Flamingo Kid with your brother, Matt. Yeah. That was the Queens, New York, Brooklyn vibe I wanted for the guys before I ever met any of you, before I knew would be in it. And in that scene where you're playing extra polite, you remind me of Matt so freaking much. It's nuts. And I've never seen it before. It's like, it feels like what I was going for in the Flamingo Kid. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing that I find interesting. That's cool. And then also as the storyline with Bob, I just want to get to a second one because you were asking a little bit about Writing what I was doing there was I was just I was asking tough questions, but with a smile on my face, being super sweet, kind of like Peter Falk always did in Columbo. As usual, very well played. But I wanted to just say about writing storylines like the Ari storyline and we'll get right back to drama. But because also maybe Vince would have clouded up the storyline with E and and Bob Ryan. Possibly. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but Ari basically is annoyed. E comes in, acts like a tough guy. I called him a douchebag. I've called him far worse. And he hasn't hasn't, like getting held. But you can feel Ari now has this big operation. He's back. And if Vince doesn't want to really get engaged, then he's going to move on. I love Vince. When he mm -hmm. wants to work, tell him to give me a call. Exactly. But he's so annoyed by Eric that he puts him in a situation with this, more irritating guy, Bob Ryan. Now that's 
You see that all the time. And everyone who's been like, listening- he knew that I was going to get stuck, bored yeah. to death for hours at Pop. But this is a writing <laughs> thing that people use all the time. And I know everyone who's been listening knows I've been watching or watched White Lotus, which is an amazing show on HBO Max. But they do the same thing and it happens all the time. So it's not someone stealing, but it's what a good technique. What, what's the technique? Basically, in, in White Lotus, the manager of, of the hotel is annoyed with the rich, spoiled kid. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put you with Jennifer Coolidge, who's like, wants to throw her mother's ashes off the thing. It's the guy's honeymoon and he basically is like you know what i got a great idea i'm gonna put you on a boat anyway anyone who hasn't watched the show dylan i can see you haven't it's a home no. run and everybody should watch it but uh let's get back to drama and and turtles right so drama and turtle uh after pinpointing the location they are off to the standard hotel they show up at the standard and now they're going and they're literally knocking on doors yeah they're not first they, yeah <laughs> We have that one. Uh... Right. We're going to come to that. We're okay, going to, we... at the end of the episode, we, we are going to do our segment of lines that we probably wouldn't say in 2021. We're <laughs> yeah, going to hold that segment. We're going to hold that till the end. Okay. The, the well, end, hang on to that. The end so, segment. so we're banging on doors. So they're knocking on doors. They finally track down Saigon. Now this, they go in and Saigon essentially is trapped in an old record deal without contracts. I mean, it's, it's clearly the Suge Knight thing. Right, it's a it's a play on the on the Suge Knight thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep. Kevin, as you know, Suge Knight hung Vanilla Ice off the off the balcony. Yeah, right? yeah. And Suge Knight did something. Listen, to you I don't want to well. get I don't want to get too far into my troubles with Suge Knight. <laughs> uh, it's, it's for a, maybe a special podcast. But, no, but it's it's just a simple thing. You met the guy; he had well, some issues. Well, I, there were a couple of run-ins with him, which is strange that I would have multiple run-ins with Suge Knight. Anyone who doesn't know who he is, that, Google it. You'll be well, of course they know who Suge Knight is. But Suge Knight uh, said, "Say, put his hand on my shoulders, like." Yo, I heard you're hanging people off the balconies on that show. And I was like, yeah, no, not only was I not in that scene, but I don't write them either. But yeah, there was somebody hung over the balcony. Um, I yeah. have never yeah. heard that. I wasn't even yeah. talking about that. Well, he said I didn't that? know that yeah, either. He said that. Oh, jeez. No, uh, uh, Suge Knight, um, I don't know, so something stupid. But when uh, he put his hand out to shake my hand, then he like cut me with like a, a weird nail. Because really? he was, because he was sending a message about something. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was whatever. It's, it's, by the way, it's so he keeps person. a nail sharp. I guess or he's something? got like on his um. What, what's this finger? Is that the, Is the like ring a, finger? What yeah, ring this? finger. Yeah, like his ring finger had a had a had a, a metal nail on it or something. Because when I shook his hand, he and when I wow. tell you, he cut me. I've never seen. Uh, 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 that color blood come out of my body. That's what about what came out of your ear this morning? Well, that yeah, that was different. But no, he he uh, he cut me. He he's uh, he's out there. And what did he say about that? Uh, nothing it, good. Did he tell you why he cut you? Or? Yeah, there was there was some stuff. And and I also too, you know, he said, uh, you know who Vanilla Ice is? I said, yeah, you hung him off the balcony. You gonna hang me off the balcony in front of LeBron James and Dwayne Wade? Go for it. Dude. <laughs> I said that to him. Um, but that's that's wow. getting getting off the point. But that's clearly that's based, great point. That's clearly based on. Oh yeah. Him hanging absolutely, ice. but I don't want any trouble. So we don't have stick with Connolly. Yeah, Cut wow. Connolly off. Shug's wow. fine. He's in jail forever. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, they don't have contracts. But Dylan, did you say that when you shot that that day is the day Ava was born? Yes, that that night. So she I didn't sleep all day. She right. was born the night before, and I was up all night, and I basically came right from Cedars. Cedar Sinai to the set. To the set, and they why do they wire you when they hung you off that? Like yeah, I, I think wire? I was wired. I, oh, yeah, I was hooked up to to a railing, and right. yeah, you weren't falling. Any time, no, I was worried? not falling. We were not at all. Or? I was really tired. No, I was I was no. worried. No. It, it, it's funny, Dylan walking through the room with all the all the like the rappers and the executive guys, and Dylan dropped his line, which is your line. So I know you improved it. What's up with your bad cats? What's up with your bad cats? That's Dylan, <laughs> Doug. Dylan improved that line. No, I did. Hundred. Dylan says it. All right. Dylan 
That's like your best opener ever, almost every well, time. Right? I, I have a friend back home who would say that all the time. Warren Davis. What's up with you bad cats? When Dylan walks into so, the room, uh, yeah, there's I multiple used, people there. That's yeah. what he says. What's yeah. up with you bad cats? Well, you delivered. And and yeah. Hassan Johnson, also from The Wire, who's a great actor. He was in that scene with you. Who was, uh, he was good. He was great. The, he guy, was that, awesome. the, guy, that threatened, uh, the guy that threatened to throw him off the... Well, the, guy, yeah. the guy was awesome. He was. <laughs> he was good. So he's trapped in the house, yeah. right? He can't get out. Bob Ryan doesn't want him to leave because he's lonely. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. It's sad. Yeah. But he does find the script. Yeah. And uh, well, I spent so much time with Martin because Martin, he's not only such a great actor, but he also, which is so important when you're writing a character, he wants you to find the empathy in the character. And we worked on it together, to be honest with you. We talked a lot about it and how to make it sad because the truth is, mm -hmm. and, and as we get older, you know, like when your relevance is gone, no matter what you've done in the past, sometimes that can feel really bad. And he obviously doesn't have any friends. He's, he's still talking about his friends from the fifties and sixties. And he's uh, got a bunch yeah. of Oscars, but he is, uh, I mean, it's ageism, which is a very real thing in Hollywood as well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's happening to me right now. Sadly. Like, no, but I'm saying like <laughs> at a certain point, you're, unless you're Martin Scorsese, you're too old to direct a movie or whatever it is. Right. Like, yeah. they just don't want to take the chance on you? Absolutely. Insurance reasons? I don't or? know. It's, well, look, it's... Quentin Tarantino, who is the master of film history, along with Scorsese, he says there's not a lot of great people who he doesn't want to make any more movies. And he says there's not a lot of great filmmakers who've made great films after whatever year he said. Right. Um, so it, it's rare that a guy like Scorsese or Robert Altman or there's others Makes great movies into their seventies. It happens, but it is rare. And Kubrick I, did some great stuff. Yes, he late. did up until the day he died. He I was, think it's he the, the combination of of exactly what you said: ageism and the fact that you do lose some skills sometimes. So uh, right. hopefully, we'll all keep those. But Martin was so good, and the fact that we got to you know, I love the Ramones, and they're actually yes. making the Ramones now. But the fact that like those are the things that were so special to me that we could take something that we all love. We're New Yorkers mm -hmm. and the Ramones are a New York band. And, and I could... love that you you put the line in there. Oh yeah, they lived right down the street. We lived on the same block yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Isn't they uh, lived down yeah. the street from us. But what's crazy is I don't remember what happens with it. <laughs> like <laughs> what's going to happen with the, I want to be sedated. You don't know. I we, know it doesn't get made because I, it, it I, we would have remembered it, but I have yeah. no idea. I really, right. I'm watching the show now. Going, I don't, I don't know where Me this too. is going. I'm so, like, what happens next? I'm kind of curious. Do have an idea what happens? I'm going to be curious about what happens with. I want to be sedated. I mean, it's a little out there. I read the script in the back of the car, and I'm like, this is it, Vince. This script that has nobody's touched in 20 years is ready to shoot, right? Like, you know go. what? It happens. Unforgiven, yeah. which won multiple Oscars, sat around for 10, 12 years before someone decides that it's going to be. And the Ramones, we talked about it 15 years ago, and it's getting made now. I forget. Does anyone know who's starring in it? Because it's a big act is going to play Joey Ramone That's now. great. Scotty, do you have anything? Who we got? Pete Davidson. Is playing right. Joey? Joey Ramone. Wow. So I think uh, it's sad. Vince, I like it. Vince could have done it, you know? Vince yeah. could have done it. Um, yeah, no, and, and for anybody out there listening that doesn't really know Martin Landau, you want to look at an, nothing short of an incredible body of work. Yeah. He is the actor's actor. Obviously, he, he pops up a lot, so it's not a cameo. When people ask me what, my favorite he's for me my always my favorite just because i was able to sit with him and he was happy to tell you as yeah. the story he was happy to. and tell you know what? can i tell you guys something that i think you'll find pretty fascinating i went to his memorial tribute i think it was at the director's guild there had to be three thousand people there and this man has been nominated and won oscars and emmys as we said and i'm telling you that there was a huge part of the tribute that was entourage 
It meant a lot to him. And wow. Martin, Martin told me all the stuff he's done in his career, everywhere he goes, people yell at him, is that something they did? Might be interested. Is that something you might, might be interested in? And, and you know, it, it, it really... It, did that bother him? No, no. He, he loved it. Loved it. Yeah. And yeah. I loved it because, you know, I took this guy that, to be totally honest with you, I was nervous when I got him because I'm not exaggerating when I say we sat at dinners for hours and he really went so deep into the character right. that mm. I, I really felt like, fuck, Martin, I, I don't know if I can deliver you uh, like enough of what you're talking about. Like, I don't have that. He's like, yes, you do. And it, it meant so much to me in a movie. Only a few times in my life have I ever seen a movie two nights in a row in a movie theater. I told you this before. Talk radio, which is weird because mm -hmm. I love it so uh, much. Talk radio, up. Oliver Stones with Eric Bogosian, Harry Met Sally, and uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors, which everybody should watch because it is, there's not a lot of movies that can do comedy and drama in the same 95 minutes, right. as well as, I know we all hate Woody Allen now, but the movie is so brilliant, and Martin Landau is so good in it. That's where he won his Oscar. Are you sure he didn't yeah. win for that? Uh, I think he won for Ed Wood. Oh, he, well, he did. Did he, he, did he get him. nominated for, for Entourage, though? No, are you sure he didn't he, get nominated did for he get an nominated Emmy? He might for an Emmy? Nominated, I think he, he might got have. nominated for he an did. Emmy. Well, it's ridiculous. Guy got he nominated did. for more Emmys than I did. He got, yeah. <laughs> he got nominated for Entourage's work on Entourage. He should have won. And he deserved it. And he yeah, he should have won. He was great. Yeah. He dug in. Also, with something that we skipped over, a couple of interesting cameos that we did get confirmed from Gary. So, first of all, when Turtle's walking into the the record, the uh, executive's office, that's 3-6 Mafia that walks out, okay? Yeah. Right? So we had 3-6 Mafia, couple guys with an Oscars, uh, you know, yep. th those guys got Oscars. And and when Drama and Turtle knock on the door, is that Bella Thorne? That is Bella Gary, Thorne. is that confirmed? Bella Thorne? Like, I think it's her first line on screen. I can't I mean, confirm so what that. Was she, I mean, what was she, seven? I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, I have a great, that was a long time ago, but she was, uh, man, she was young. That one, that one threw, that one threw me for a loop. Yeah. So we got in a good closing, eye. In closing, things that we, lines that we probably wouldn't say, say in today. 2021. Kevin Dillon, what was yours for this episode? Well, first of all, I don't think we should ever change anything. I right, love everything not, about this no, show. No, we're not backing but, yeah. off. We're not backing off it. Not apologizing. Yes. We're not apologizing. Uh, you know, I did say when we were looking for Saigon, I said end. maybe. Maybe he got clipped in a drive-by shooting or something like that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. You know, just because he's a rapper. I mean, it was you know, funny because of drama. Yeah, at, least, at least three rappers funny. have been shot this year. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the point is, but, you could argue what Dylan was yeah. saying. is like You could argue that it's playing into stereotypes. It's drama. It was funny. It would have been weird if he said it, but I think drama then, can get away with then it. Then when they were asking, did you see uh, Did you see this guy Saigon around? He's about Yo-Hi, black guy about Yo-Hi, probably carrying a Glock. <laughs> Do you guys have any metal detectors here? Do you have any metal? You know what, though? I think what's so interesting, <laughs> drama is such old school. He's not trying to offend anybody. Right. He just is what yeah. he is. It's and, funny. Uh, it's for, coming trying from to fit drama, in. It's funny. It's, now, no. if we're going to dial it up a notch, when Bob, Bob Ryan, Mr. Landau, <laughs> this was a line where it was, uh, I, I, I was, because Gary, our, our producer Gary, didn't really, he thought that this wasn't a great week for the segment because he didn't think there was anything crazy in there. But when he's, <laughs> when uh, Bob Ryan is saying, you got to come to my house and you, you got to see my the, the housekeeper. She's got great legs. And uh, then she says, <laughs> uh, Marlon Brando used to come by the house three times a week just to stick it in her ass. I mean, that line probably doesn't fly in 2021. No apologies. It was very funny, Doug. But uh, so I, I can tell you a couple. Well, things. it's true, though, right? Didn't Marlon Brando like to do that? Oh, I'm not going to speak. <laughs> I'm not going to speak about the dead. What I can tell you is, is that Martin Landau went through. 
thing for it. Every single line with a fine tooth comb. And if he was okay with it about people he knew, yeah. right. The Dustin Hoffman line. I mean, that was Dusty yeah. Dusty Hoffman got more Dusty. tail than any <laughs> Dusty Hoffman got more tail than anybody. Yeah, I mean that that came from Martin Lando telling me that like he Dust, was underrated. He was underrated. To, when you talk about everybody talks about Warren, Warren Beatty, Beatty and Jack and, Nicholson, right. but yeah. Dustin Hoffman was underrated. I don't want to speak to it. Cause but Martin the point is, is Martin Landau and Brando were best friends. And if he didn't think that Brando would approve of that line or think it was funny, he wouldn't have said it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even know now the PC culture, they wouldn't even care about Martin. They care that we're talking about the poor maid that way right. who walks yeah. out <laughs> and like, like Martin is, or Bob is still talking about uh, her legs her still legs. held up, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's so innocent. Sin, and he's so fucking sweet that and, 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 and empathetic. Yeah, there's uh, empathy. So I'm not empathetic. apologizing for shit. Right. No, no, don't change anything. But I do for like the reboot. This. Keep it the same. Too. Keep <laughs> it I the do way like that segment. I do like this segment though. So we, we definitely got uh, worse ones coming in the future because today I guess was pretty. Also, too, Doug, you mentioned uh, Vince's storyline with and with Lindsay Sloan. That's also very PG. It is so PG. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you know, even the I way mean, you they're... went with the actor. Uh, yeah, we met with the actor, and Lindsay was great. But, I mean, even that that little scene where they're running around is so 1970s. Like, if that was on Californication, trust me, it would have looked a lot different, that scene in the hotel room. So right. uh, enough with – honestly, last Very time I talked about this, so much stuff I've been watching lately that is so much more aggressive than anything we did. And the truth of the matter is these guys are so innocent. When I watch it now, I'm like, they are – like, they're so light and so friendly and, like, just – what we were talking about earlier, taking care of Turtle like he's a little baby. They're just good fucking guys. So everybody right. who's offended by Entourage, go fuck yourself. That's all I got to <laughs> say. There you go. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. But listen, we're launched onto a whole new storyline now. Because I, I, I and I like I like watching it day of. Because now I don't. I'm excited because I don't yeah. know what happens. So yep. we'll see. Fresh. Yes. And I don't know what's going to happen with us. I mean, you know, Dylan has been here like two episodes in a row. Like, do we know if he's coming back? I've been here for like four episodes Ooh, in a row, but I'm thinking about getting back to New York now. <laughs> can we can we talk about um, uh, who we're going to potentially have on our next episode? Oh, we got a good one. Yeah. Run me, our test. No, no meta, world, meta world, meta world peace. And Dylan, are we allowed to say who else we might? Eli Manning, meta maybe? world peace, and Eli Manning. Yeah. Listen, I don't know if guests. you guys are fucking with me. You keep telling me about Eli Manning. He didn't show up for the show. Is he really doing this? Because I, you know, well, they, they he call. wants me to do. He, I think he wants me and Kevin to do his show. Oh, he's gonna fucking and maybe make fun you of too, me. Doug. That's no, okay. I, I, that's no, totally no. okay. Well, you know I got your back. I'm not yeah. letting Eli. No, no, I'm, we'll a, I'm not going. a Dolphins fan. I'm not letting Eli talk. You want us? You got to take Doug too. Right. You know, listen. There's really, like I said, whoever didn't hear the previous episode, there's nothing to talk shit about. Eli Manning called me, asked to be in, be on the show. I took a lot of time, wrote a script for him, and then he never returned my calls. Was weird. Fucked me up with the Giants for years because I'm a diehard Giants That's a weird fan. Thing All of a sudden, happened, I'm rooting yeah. against. It'll be them. great. We'll talk about that. But I'll tell you that these quarterbacks, man. I don't know, man. These quarterbacks are fucking flighty. I mean, I can't get Russell Wilson to return my calls. Worse than fucking Conor McGregor in a chair. <laughs> Let I me mean, ask you this, Doug. You breezed over this. What comment did he make in the New York Times about you? I, I think it was the post, but uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but they, they asked him, like, playoff football's happening. They're like, at the time, we were, you know, a little more relevant than we are now, but they're like, what happened with uh, Doug Allen and Entourage or something? And he, he dismissed it again. But he did he dismiss you personally? I believe he did. But here's like, the this thing. this Doug Allen's a clown. Tell him to get off my, get out of my I inbox. can't say it any more simply, He's though. still not getting, you're still not giving us a straight answer. Did he directed at you? I believe it was. I'm giving you a straight answer. I don't remember it verbatim. What I can tell you is, though, no matter what he said, all Eli Manning has to do is go, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry I fucked up. 
And it'll like, that's it. I'm back. I hope yeah, it starts, yeah. you know, cause I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to make it. I don't know. What do you he's, think? He's retired, bro. He's just well, no, this is, this is the big season for him right here. This I mean, is going to be it. This is it. So I, yeah. anyway, all Eli has to do, he doesn't need to invite me on the podcast. All he has to do is go, you know what? I fucked up. That's well, we're going to ask. Yeah. We're going to ask. Him. Yeah. So we're ask him. anyway, right. that'll be exciting. I was celebrating my Super Bowl victory. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone, including Dylan, check out the documentary untold on Netflix called malice in the palace. Incredible. It's, it's not even long. It's an hour or so. And it is brilliant. And you will look at that fight in a whole different okay. light okay. than you were before. Change and we'll have meta world peace, which I'm, I could by the way, there's, sad. there's one about the 86 Mets too. Uh, on untold. The, I don't think it's, untold. no, it's 30, 30, oh, no, for, 30 for 30. For 30. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's lots of 30 for 30s, including the this two that Kevin Conley and I won Emmys for when the garden was Eden, which I produced and big, big shot, shot, which yeah. Kevin yeah. did. But this untold doc, which Kevin, I'm telling you, there's three of them. It's a so doc far. series. It is okay. phenomenal. This one that I just watched is also amazing about the uh, the Danbury Trashers hockey team, where this mob the, the Lucchese, guy, the Lucchese family, bought a minor league hockey team, and the guy put his 17 year old kid in as the general manager of the, of the team. It, it the is lockout. such a movie, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> but it's the Malice in the Palace, uh, the Christy Martin story. Um, Caitlyn Jenner and I didn't and see Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner, watch that? yeah. So it's a it's a documentary series, but it's really good. It's called and whoever's got the rights to that Danbury Trasher story, that's the first thing I've seen in a decade that I go. You know what? I would actually be excited to go sit down and write that. It's going to be a fucking amazing movie if they get it I'm right. I'm sure somebody's got mm-hmm. it already. It's got me researching uh, prices on minor league hockey teams. Let's buy a hockey team. I mean. Yeah, That'd be nice. That would be nice. So All anyway, right. Victory, the podcast. Uh, I'm Doug Ellen. Hollywood Ways started on September 9th. Make sure you download it. Connolly gets paid on this. Dylan gets T-shirts. Wow. I get T-shirts. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I will hold my breath getting paid. We're still getting <laughs> trying to get Scotty paid. Good plug, Doug. Hollywood Ways coming soon. Right. Thanks for listening to Victory, the podcast. Kevin Connolly. Kevin Dylan. Victory. And you can tell by the bodies that are left around when some clown jumps up to get beat.